Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Now, the 2021 State of the Environment Report, authored by a committee of independent scientists and environmental experts, was released yesterday which unfortunately found our nation's environment was in pretty poor and deteriorating state. So joining me live on the line now to talk us through the findings, one of the report's co-chief authors, Dr Ian Creswell. Doctor, good morning and I do thank you for your time. Welcome to Tasmania Talks. Oh, thank you for having me and please call me Ian. Ian, a pleasure and I'm glad you're there. Tell us, you're based in Tassie yourself. I am. I'm, I'm from, uh, live in southern Tasmania in the beautiful place, Allen's Rivulet. Oh, gorgeous. Well done. That is, well, you'd know a little bit more about the Tassie side of things, but this is interesting, isn't it? The State of Environment Report, um, we, you can probably tell us what it's all about for those that haven't heard, but, I mean, it should have been released um, last year with the Coalition, but they kind of must have stuck it, because it was so bad, stuck it behind a cupboard somewhere. Uh, it's true it was delivered to the previous Environment Minister in December, but she, she wasn't obliged to release it um, until... 15 sitting days had happened and unfortunately they decided not to sit very much in the first half of this year True. so she decided uh, not to release it so tell us what is the state of environment report if, what's the what's the overview before we get stuck in sure well there's there's lots of bad news in it which is unfortunate in terms of uh, increase in the number of threatened species and um and still uh, major levels of clearing of of native vegetation and Subsequently, we then start to see um, species starting to become endangered. But um, there are there are also good good spots where we're seeing increases in things like indigenous protected areas in Australia, and we're seeing also uh, greater involvement in all of our citizens in trying to understand the environment. So it's not all bad. Um, it's a bit of a warning, though, that we do need to probably put some more energy and effort into our environmental laws uh, if we are to try and maintain our natural assets. It's interesting though it makes for very interesting reading and you, you, you touched on uh, uh, the, the land use uh, the, but the, also the threats to plant and animal species were the changing uses of land land clearing and degradation apparently that's a, a major issue I couldn't believe it myself when I read that um, for clearing was a, a self-assessment process embedded in current laws where, where landholders either can clear land without knowledge of the laws or did so because they knew regulation was minimal and that did so much damage didn't it yeah it's very worrying in, in new south wales like uh, it was something like 70 percent of clearing they couldn't actually find any attribution as to you know like it wasn't authorized mm. so even though they had laws they weren't actually upheld um so that's an issue that new south wales has to address um and in, in fact the, the most amount of clearing was in queensland which was for agriculture um that's by yeah. area Tasmania, not so much. We we do though have uh, significant clearing around peri-urban areas, and um, and while you know we think of Tasmania as wild and green, and that's certainly true in the west, uh, we actually don't have many protected areas, uh, as many protected areas in the east as we probably need, or if we want to keep our plants and animals, which I hope everyone does. <laughs> um, I think so. And, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's part of our our natural. Um, uh, our national identity is, is all of our plants and animals. Um, and, yeah, so we're seeing clearing for, um, for urban development and, you know, uh, you know small holding development, uh, which, you know, I'm one of them. I live on a small property 
but I, but I think part of the solution is actually all of us starting to reveg and restore bits of bush that occur on our blocks. It is interesting, though, isn't it, when uh, almost one in four native species in Tasmania are either extinct, endangered, or under threat. Uh, uh, yeah, it's tr- it's tricky because certain number of things. It depends on how they're listed, and um, okay. and and yes, it's it is a problem, uh, but it's not one that's not without solution. So we can Excellent. actually we can, we can actually change that by by starting to uh, to work with groups like Landcare that sort of thing, in order to to reveg. Uh, corridors of land that where species can then start to rebuild. If you give them a home, they'll take it and they'll and they'll reproduce, and then hopefully we can start to see that trend change. I know Federal Environmental Minister Tanya Plibersek. She indicated um, when she was speaking um, to the National Press Club an intention to overhaul her portfolio to a quote to protect, to restore, and to manage Australia's environment. Uh, following the shocking report, um, but of course you've got to be very careful there, haven't you? I mean, it's uh, it's not really uh, you know the, the politicians seem to make these wonderful judgments without, <laughs> without without discussing it with people like your good selves. And there were, what I believe there were thirty seven uh, authors in this particular report. Yeah, that's correct. And for me, perhaps the best part of the whole thing was for the first time we had Indigenous co-authors Excellent. on just about all of the chapters, and that really helped. To, uh, to get an Indigenous voice into the report, but also what it does is it helps to, for us to understand the, the value, the cultural value that, uh, that our uh, native um, environment has. And that, there's a saying that, that, we, that was given to us, which is that if you look after country, it looks after you. Yes, and it's a, that's a great statement, isn't it? How often are these reports conducted, Ian? I mean, I mean, was, was the last one, what, was 2016? Is it every five years or so they come out? Yeah, it's every five years under, under federal legislation. And uh, look, some of the other, the, the, among the litany of problems documented in the report were, uh, what, uh, now more non-native plant species in Australia than there were native ones, which I think was amazing. Uh, of the 450 gigalitres of water for the environment promised under the Murray-Darling Basin Plan, only two gigalitres have been delivered. Whew. And the number of species listed as... That is shocking, isn't it, really? Yeah, look, I could go on, but you could probably read out a few more. I mean, um, you're obviously one of the authors, especially kind of chief author. I mean, there's a lot more that we need to be concerned about, isn't there? I think so. Uh, What what we've tried to do is this is all available on a website. So if you you type in State of the Environment or State of the Environment 2021, there's a really accessible website where we've tried to make it in easy-to-read language. It's not designed for scientists. It's designed for everybody uh, so that you can actually search for anything that you might be interested in. Uh, it could be climate change. It could be Antarctica. We've got a great chapter mm. on Antarctica. Um, and the idea is, well, my view is that the more people know and understand, the more they'll want to look after it. What I, I'm talking with Dr. Ian Creswell, co-chief author of the State of Environment Report. Ian, talk us through how each of the categories in the report rated. I mean, starting with the very important issue of climate change. Um, so climate is a, is a tricky one because, of course, it's, it's a, a global strategies that have to be uh, to change those trajectories. But we do know that Australia has been a hot potato in Australian yeah. politics for a long time, as you know. Um, 
so we, but we do know that we we all have to to uh, to make a difference there. So you're starting to see industry uh, pulling their weight um, in terms of making sure they have their own their own plans for starting to become carbon neutral. Um, I think perhaps though the the more the more um, pressing thing that that the average citizen worries about are the extreme events that come from climate. So as we know in Tasmania, we had that terrible dry spell, uh, and then in 2016 we suddenly had a huge amount of extended rainfall, more than double the normal monthly rainfall, and then that of course led to a massive amount of runoff. Uh, and I think up in the north you had several hundred millimetres in June of that year. And do you remember all the, the damage it did to farms and houses and infrastructure? Uh, and that that sort of um, damage from extreme events is something that we're seeing very much all along the east coast of Australia, but it's, it's, we're not immune in Tasmania. I know that uh, if we, if part of the report too, I mean, the Black Summer bushfires that was uh, that may may have killed or displaced, they say, three billion animals, and that uh, marine heat waves on the Great Barrier Reef also caused four mass coral bleaching events. So when you go to and uh, interesting when you look at the environment, it goes climate poor and deteriorating. The rating extreme events poor and deteriorating, uh, but then land and soil and inland water right up to coasts all say poor and deteriorating. Yes, uh, and so it is a warning call for us to actually... So we can do things to actually try and mitigate it. So, yeah. you know, with soils, if we keep vegetation cover on the soils and we don't overgraze, then you then you can actually stop a lot of damage from occurring. You don't get all of your, your topsoil washed away. So... Yes, it's a problem, and it's one that we have to learn to live with, but we can do a lot better by using re, uh, uh, better agricultural methods in, in particular. So the, in the only category, really, that hadn't deteriorated since the 2016 report is urban environments. Yeah, that's to do with, um, with making cities more livable. And in fact, you know, if you uh, other sources, you, you hear of um, some of our cities being raised very highly in the world for livability. Um, I, I live just near Hobart, and it's a great city to live in. Mm. Um, and uh, so we're lucky there in that our urban environment in Australia is, you know, if you've ever been in uh, any of the great big cities of Asia, they're pretty difficult to live in and, and work in. So our urban environment is is good, but there's always things we can do better. And um, and see, we're seeing more and more local councils trying to improve their their environmental credentials. Mm. So that so that one of one of the things we've tried to do in this report is to talk about well-being. So our well-being it's not all just about how much money we earn; it's about how well we feel and our health and and how good we feel in our environment. And uh, and that's something which is new and and dip, very difficult to measure actually. It was interesting. How did the, if overall, you've seen probably all the other uh, findings. How did they, the, the rest of the findings, compare to, to previous reports? Um, so they are down. Um, so, you know, we, we're seeing either similar or slightly worse results. Um, and it's tricky because uh, it depends on how you measure things. And we don't have, it's not like we have thousands of people going out with clipboards checking every last um every last measure, there's a certain level of interpretation you've got to do to create those measures. But um, uh, my concern is that people don't think that it's a lost cause. Uh, yes, this is a report that shines a light on environmental problems in Australia, 
but also it's it's about a, a wake up call to try and and turn things around. And there's plenty of good things we can do. You know, things like land care, things like uh, you know different uh, areas where there's bits of bush that you can you can join local groups to help look after and manage. And I think that by starting to understand your own local environment and then you, and getting a respect for it, then all of us will end up with better. It's interesting, Ian, uh, I was reading um, in The Australian this morning that farmers have actually cautioned the government against, and I quote, locking up land after Tanya Plibersek declared Labor would protect almost a third of Australia's land and oceans by expanding national parks by the end of the decade. She said, uh, although she did say she'll respond within six months to the Graham Samuel Review of the Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act, which calls for both better environmental protections and more streamlined approvals for projects. It does worry me a bit, though, when the politicians in get too heavily involved. Yeah, well, I, I, absolutely, and I hope that she's true to her word that she says she's going to do a, a yeah. significant consultation on it. So um, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be jumping too too quickly to to damn the words, but I would also be wanting to make sure that everyone's properly consulted. And do you have uh, any uh, more Tasmanian specific findings you can tell us about? How are things going down here in that regard? I mean, uh, there's uh, quite a uh, reasonably disturbing list of um, species um, which are extinct or threatened. Uh, yes, uh, but that's, that trends um, all over Australia. I, I think one of the things that we that we want to uh, see our improvement on is in managing our heritage areas in Tasmania. Mm. And um, Tasmania, it's a draw card for Tasmania. Both our natural heritage and our cultural heritage are, are key um, assets that we have that, you know, as we know, we win awards all over the world for people wanting to come to Tasmania because of our heritage. Um, and so you can sometimes love those things to death. And so dealing with our cultural heritage and our, um, and our natural heritage is very important. And I think one of the things that we're just starting, but it perhaps needs to be accelerated, is a better understanding of our Indigenous heritage in Tasmania, mm-hmm. which, of course, is a terrible uh, history. And, um, and by embracing our knowledge and understanding of our Indigenous heritage, I think that can help in in a reconciliation with, with uh, our remaining Tasmanian Aboriginal people. And Ian, that's a, a, you make a very, very valid point, but this report also found that Tasmania had 1,920 native species, of which 533 were endemic, 458 were extinct or threatened, and a majority of these were birds, followed by fish, insects and mammals. Yes. That's so- a fairly shocking result. Uh, and it, it's to do with, um, so while we have a lot of the west of Tasmania protected in reserves, most of the east isn't. And so if you go to, say, the Tasmanian Midlands, it's massively cleared and, um, and we don't have any um, government protected areas there. There's a fantastic organisation called the Midlands Conservation Trust, which do, does a great job. Um, and that's working with farmers to protect and manage their natural environments. Uh, that's the sort of thing that we need to do more of. And, um, and, and I encourage anyone who's listening to, to reach out to, to, to organisations um, like the Midlands Conservation Trust to, to actually figure out how each and every one of us can help to stop that trend.
And I don't think that they'll uh, jump in and uh, you know use scare tactics anytime soon. It needs to be carefully thought out. I know that Tanya Plibersek again has said Tasmania was one of the three regions in Australia alongside Western Australia and Queensland, noted in the report, as having higher non-compliance. So, I mean, we've got to be... Um, obviously, uh, something needs to possibly be looked at there with land yeah, care. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's an issue that, um, that has been going on now for decades. And, and while we want to ensure we have a good economy and that we need to continue to grow food and, and you know, uh, be a prosperous nation, we also don't want to lose our natural heritage in the process or our cultural heritage for that matter because uh, it means then that it's a bit, the country's a bit poorer for that to hand on to our kids. It's very strong words when you look at the National Press Club and you hear, and I quote, across our land, sea and waterways, things are going backwards in most areas. We've lost more mammal species than any continent on Earth. Yeah, and very it's strong. Inhabited. Not Antarctica, but that's not got people on it. <laughs> um, uh, it is, and, uh, and some of that's historical, but some of it is, is, uh, is current. Um, so with a lot of the, the, the original colonisation of Australia, that saw a decline in a lot of species. But we're mm. still seeing things go extinct. And indeed, the, the added impact of things like the bushfires um, means that a lot of species that were under pressure before are put under massive pressure because you know, their homes are burnt and, so they, and they don't have enough food. So they actually die. Um, so we're actually expecting, after those bushfires in eastern Australia, over the next 10 years, a rise in the number of extinctions uh, because, uh, because different animals and, and plants won't be able to recover. Yeah, this, uh, it's a really extensive report. I do urge people to have a look, and we'll talk about that website uh, in just a moment as well. But uh, what needs to happen from here? I mean, uh, are there some areas that are now just, well, too far gone, Ian? Um, no, I never think that. I always think that it's possible to, to restore and recover to some degree. Some things are, are pretty far gone, but that doesn't mean to say you shouldn't try. Uh, I think we need a higher level of, of interaction between the different levels of government. So the federal government, the state government and local governments working together much more uh, so that we can actually start to address things um, you know, at the local level with sufficient funding. Um, and importantly, what I'm seeing a trend is an increase in industry stepping up and starting to ensure that they look after their natural capital as well. So it, it has to be a combined effort. It has to be community. It has to be industry. It has to be government. No one of those pillars of society will be able to do it by themselves. And Ian, it's interesting you know, being Tasmania 100% renewable and uh, as soon as someone says they're going to put up a wind farm, you'll have so many people start a committee to say it's not going there, then you'll put it somewhere or so it's not going there either. Yet you want renewables, you want more power, you want a wind farm, but you don't want it there because it might upset the fauna and flora. Uh, yes, wind farms are, are an issue. And, uh, we, ha we are seeing some incredible new technology uh, that's been um, deployed up in northern Tasmania uh, which is looking using artificial intelligence to look for eagles, and that's been able to significantly reduce eagle strikes. So it's, yeah. pos it's possible to actually to improve things. Yes, we need renewables, uh, renewable energy, uh, and it is possible to start to use technology to help improve things. So we're a clever species, humans, so we have to keep on trying ways to, 
find the problem and then try and find the solution. And it, it, you know, it's often to be a lot of people going into the debate on climate change, won't they? I mean, that, that, that's been such a big issue in the election of late. And what are your thoughts there? I mean, uh, what, what are we? we um, it's 1.6, I think, um, percent, 1.3% of global emissions that we, uh, with uh, Australia, produces. So we're probably not, uh, not the top of the list by any means. But climate change is there, isn't it? That's, that's what the report is showing, that more and more there are um, a real impact starting to be felt and, and more to be felt in the coming uh, decades. I think um, the, the issue of Australia only being a small emitter globally, it, it's a bit of a red herring, really, because, yes, we need everybody to, do, to, to tackle the problem, mm. but if we don't tackle it, how can we expect India to tackle it? Um, so I do think there's a, there's a certain sense that uh, developed nations that are that are resource rich should be leading the pack and showing uh, the, the and developing technologies which we're trying to do so that we can actually uh, lead the world and help the world um, to turn the corner. Since actually the the, you've, the report's been out, actually have you? I know with the. Tanya uh, Plibersek spoken about it, but have you actually uh, had any um, response from the new federal government on the report? Well, it's, it only came out yesterday, so we can't expect a response <laughs> straight away. Um, I did meet with Tanya Plibersek, which was, uh, which was great, and she um, assured me that she did, she did want to look at it in more detail and, to, and not necessarily do a formal response, but to make sure that the government uses the report uh, to help shape their policies going forward. So that's great. Yeah, fair uh, cool. it's great when It's great when... Because um, this, this was a huge amount of work by, as you say, you know, over 30 authors. So it's really useful to know that it, that it can be used by government to actually try and address some of the problems. And Ian, for our listeners that might want to delve a little deeper into the report, where can they check it out? Ah, so it's available on the web. It's got a stupid web address in my opinion <laughs> it's called soe.dccew.gov.au but i think maybe uh just doing like a google search on state of the environment report yeah. would be the easiest way of of finding it and it'll be of course on our website tasmaniatalks.com.au so soe.dceew.gov.au or maybe just yeah like you say in google uh, state of the environment report yeah exactly <laughs> and what a pleasure great to talk to you and i i do thank you for your time i hope you can have a, a nice chat next time Good on you. Thanks for, thanks for having me on the program. An absolute pleasure. Good to talk to you, Dr Ian Creswell, co-chief author of the State of the Environment Report. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.